that drive that's there from such a young age to want to be the best or even just, you know, to keep pushing yourself. I think it's something that certainly athletes have to possess because, you know, whenever I look back and reflect, I'm like, what was the difference between me and some of my counterparts at school's level? Like, why am I where I am now? And they didn't. They they aren't because many of the girls were better than me or like how, how come only some of us have made it to this level as a senior and like even looking at my own family like I I have siblings who I think have very good athletic ability my brother in particular is like a little beanpole and you know sometimes he comes for a run with me and he can keep up conversation and he do, he never trains and I think god like if Brenton wanted to do athletics he could be good but he doesn't have that top two inches to be an athlete He's much more driven to learn how to play the guitar. I've had a guitar sitting in my room for three years now and I can't strum a chord because I like all of my drive goes into my sport. That's, I always wanted to be outside. I wanted to be active and I wanted to win. Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy. So the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Well, with the leaving cert in full swing back home, my mind went back to the subject I got full marks in, writing study plans. It wasn't an actual subject, but if it was, I would have got the A1, Sonia. I can't be the only person who spent more time making study plans than actually executing the plans or doing study. No matter what your running level, we can all fall into that trap with the week ahead. Uh, or worse, making no plan at all. So this week, I'm sitting down with the world champion, Olympic silver medalist, Irish athletic legend, our coach and my coach, Sonia O'Sullivan, to figure out how to design a great plan for your week's running, how to execute it. And it's up to you if you want to colour it in and put a bit of glitter on it, maybe laminate it. We will come. We will then bring on Kira McGean for a chat about her road to Tokyo. Answer your questions. Do some shout-outs and look back on our Photo Island event of the month. Why not pop over to Patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad to hear the whole episode and interview in full for a tiny fiver a month. You'll gain access to hundreds and hundreds of episodes of our show with the greatest Irish people ever to have lived. And you'll get Sonia's episode notes each week with even more great tips and suggestions to help your running. Sonia, were you, before we get to how things are going in America, were you a study plan maker or as Tina said, she, Tina was like, no plan, just I'll do this subject <laughs> on this day. And if you were a study plan maker, would you have done passer honours? <laughs> no, I wasn't a study plan maker at all. I did write things down, but I didn't, no, I didn't make a study plan. I just had, yeah, I just knew I had to study and I probably in my head organised it a little bit. Mm. But I, I definitely didn't have any graphs and diagrams and charts like you see people doing these days and stickers or anything like that but I can see that's very useful I probably was a bit like that with running but Mm. not with studying yeah because I've seen your your running plans from you've posted a couple of them on social media a couple of times and a couple of websites have carried them and they are like I mean, they would have been honours level, leaving cert. <laughs> the, the, like, you very neat, very, very organised, a little comment on how it went and all of that. And I guess we will get to all of that because clearly 
you do have a master's in this subject. But how are things going in America? Like what what's been going on, first of all, with your training group? And then I, I know you've had a pretty rough one in terms of just other little dinks that you've picked up along the way. Yeah, well, we we're back at um, where are we back in in Beaverton. So we we came back to Portland, and but we're mostly based in Beaverton. And um, yeah, the girls definitely settled back into good training again, and it's pretty exciting to be around the rest of the team. There was a good buzz and a bit of fun around the place last week when we had the first session. For me, it it feels really busy when there's more people around the place, and you have to remind yourself to concentrate on what you're actually trying to do here because mm. you can easily get distracted when there's more people around than you're focusing on. And, you know, you really do have to keep track of the time a bit more of, you know, when people are, you've got people running around the track, but then you've got people talking to you as well. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it can very easily get distracted. And I'm very easily distracted. And, you know, when, when you've, I suppose when you've been away, it's a bit like when you're up the mountains it's limited the amount of people that you're talking to. And then all of a sudden you've got all sorts of people around the place who you can talk to. Yeah. And you're kind of like, you know, you're, it's a bit exciting and it's fun, but then you have to remind yourself that, you know, some days we have to do some work here as well and <laughs> focus on why we're here. Um, sure. the, the athletes, the athletes, they can have lots of fun, but um, we have to be there to, to crack the whip, you know, and make sure to get going at the right time. It was like I saw a few pics that you posted there and it is like it's so beautiful. The campus there is ridiculous. I even saw a fresh pair of kicks on you there, Sonia. I assume that those are coming out of vending machines on every corner of the campus. But that's just my own that's my own fantasy for visiting Nike campus someday. But the track itself is so nestled in like the woods and it's got all this lovely shrubbery around it. I guess the scenery change must help everybody as well as all the extra life. Oh yeah, the scenery is so different and even the fact that it rains here a lot as most people would know and even in summertime the good thing about it at least it's warm rain so it means that there's loads of like I suppose green stuff around the place and even yesterday we were at the track and you know you're getting distracted by the trees we were talking about a branch that needed to be cut down in case in case it fell down and interesting, I was out for a run yesterday evening. I went for a run around there's a trail, a Hollister trail, and it's about just under two and a half kilometers around. And it goes around this thing called Nike Woods. And at one point I ran, I could see these two girls running towards me. And um, then there was this big crack, like it was like a shot and a branch of a tree fell like, no. directly, directly behind me. It was so weird. <sighs> And I looked behind and then I looked at them and I was like, did that tree just fall as I ran past it? <laughs> and they're like, yes. Oh my God. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a very big branch, but can you imagine? Oh, yeah. If, I mean, it was a loud noise. So can you imagine if it was a big branch, how loud it would be? I mean, that's the first time I've ever kind of had that sensation in the woods. It was really strange. Yeah. Like, a, that's a pro like, I would freak. Like, <laughs> that is an at attack <laughs> from above. <laughs> you're you already you anxious of, in the woods <laughs> just always a little bit you, you do kind of jump off the ground you know mm. and uh, the amazing thing in these woods I mean it's only a small woods and you can cut through the middle to get to the train station as well there's always 
a security guard over there on a bike. And um, from what from I, I asked about this, and apparently it's a Nike security guard. He's always dressed head to foot in black Nike gear and black shoes. But um, yeah, there's always you always see one. Every lap you come around, there's somebody over there. That's interesting, isn't it? And kind of ominous yeah. as well. Well, I think they just don't want it to become a place where people hang out, you know, and drink uh-huh. cans. And oh, right. You could do it. You could probably do it a few of those in a few places in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, true enough. Uh, this is uh, you, you're listening to the Irishman running abroad planning episode, and it doesn't sound like the like the greatest crack ever, but it is so essential to this that you know you've been writing my running plans for months now, Sonia, and I've often looked at the plan and wondered how does like what's the thinking here and. Similarly, we've received questions of so many questions for this week for us to get through. But um, Sinead Tynan really got in touch because she listened to you on another podcast and you were describing, you know, the components of a great week and a great plan for your your running week. So maybe if we start with the first principles of it, because obviously it does depend on what you're training for. But what would be the, the kind of core essentials when you're devising a plan for the week for somebody that you keep in mind well the the main thing i suppose you have to start with is how much time the person has mm. and then also where they're starting from so are, are they a regular runner or are they just starting from scratch yeah and then you have to work out you know what kind of what they want to train for is the big thing and you know if you're going to train for a marathon then you don't start training for the marathon on week one well, you do, I suppose, but you don't actually do what you'll be doing yeah. in week 10, 10, probably. You build up to it. And it can seem, you know, pretty, I suppose, ambitious, you know, to go from nothing to training for a marathon. But you have to break it down into small pieces and then set yourself small targets and small goals along the way. And so you need to look at how far and how fast you can run. Okay. is a big thing right so uh let's get let's let's take Sinead's question to, as a kind of starting point for this then so Sinead says uh, i heard sonia on the Ad- adrahanand finway of the way of the runner podcast great interview she says sonia talked about her training and doing two hard sessions one not so easy long run each week so three hard sessions a week I have two questions, she says. Can Sonia talk a bit more about the content of those sessions? And what do you do with the other four days? And that's the that's the $64,000 question, right? So to give you a bit of background on Sinead, just so listeners can kind of have a context for what Sinead's doing, she says, I'm a master's runner, same age as Sonia, training for 5K and 10K. I run about five days a week. 45 to 50k approximately that includes two hard sessions and i also do strength work she says i live in tipperary sonia came to visit us at moyne athletic club summer games last year she said that you said you liked the cows at the track (laughs) 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 it's a you know it's a really good question and you know it's not specific to sinead tynan's situation we're all trying to figure out what to do with those four extra days and how hard these sessions should be. So based on what she said there, where do you where do we begin when trying to work out our week? 
Well, that's true. It's easy to mark out that specific days and what you're going to be doing. And so I suppose the one you can start off with your long run. That's always a good place to start. And you decide which day you're going to do that on. So it could be Saturday or Sunday. Now, sometimes people will find that a week is too short. Mm-hmm. And if they're training for a marathon, they're doing a lot of running, that they might operate on a 10-day cycle. So you might just do a long run once every 10 days. Yeah. And then it, then it would be a bit more of a specific long run. And you might include some marathon pace running in that. Um, but again, this is something that you build up to. So you have to, it's a bit like, building a lego masterpiece here you know you have to build it as you go along and then as you're building you have to change what you're doing because you're getting fitter and better so then you have to change the the amount the amount of training you can do and the level of training that you can do but one key thing in a training week is that you you never run two hard days back to back okay like you always need to recover from a hard day. So never, ever, ever under any circumstances to, I think I'm kind of getting, every time you say stuff like that, I go, oh yeah, that's <laughs> what you did to yourself, you dope. I, I 100% have made that mistake. I doubt there's anybody that hasn't made that mistake. But two hard days in a row will ruin you, is basically what you're saying. Well, you might get away with it once or twice, but eventually it will catch up to you. And yeah, I mean, you definitely need to take the easy days easy and the hard days hard. So the the greater differential you can have between your hard sessions and your easy days, the better. Yeah. Okay. Because then you'll you'll be recovered enough from the easy days, which are just running around and they should be conversation pace. Mm-hmm. And you should be able to have a chat while you're running. And then the hard days, that's when you, you know, you're really focused and you're trying to get something out of the session. Whereas the easy days, you're just out there getting fresh air. Like yesterday evening, I went for a run and I waited all day to go for a run. And I don't normally do this. I normally like to go out in the morning. And um, I had yourself and Thomas Barr to take me around the trails yesterday evening. Great which was episode, great. has to be said. <laughs> Plugging our own episodes within our episodes. But that Thomas Barr chat was great fun. And like you say, it does kind of slow you down a little bit to bring a slower chat with you. Yeah, but I was really just going out there just for a bit of fresh air and mm. just to get out and do something. And it was really funny when I was running around the trail, I kept saying good morning to everybody <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just used to running in the morning. <laughs> it was like, this woman is mad. She's a lunatic. <laughs> no concept of time whatsoever. Uh, and and then, I, then I bumped into Jessica Hull running and I said good morning to her. And then I just had to stop and laugh and I thought... I've got to explain this to her now because this is ridiculous. <laughs> so I think at a certain point you realised you were saying good morning to everybody and you just said to hell with it. I'm just going to do this. So uh, Jessica Hull, I've been following Jessica on uh, the on Instagram and keeping, you know, trying to keep up with your your training group. So when you're when are you devising these plans for that group like is that your responsibility or is it a case of a lot of these athletes would be doing it for themselves mainly no so our head coach pete julian he has actually written up the plans and because he's been working with the athletes a lot longer than i have he has a general plan written up from a long time ago and this is what coaches do i mean they work week to week and they don't tell the athletes the big plan 
but they have a fair idea of what they're going, what training they're going to be doing in the lead up to the Olympics and what races they're going to include. But with the flexibility to adapt it each week, depending on how the athletes are reacting to like a week of training, how they come out of that and what's coming up the next week and what they're getting ready for. So you have to have the flexibility to change no matter what level you're at, Mm. because there will be weeks and days and times when, when you won't feel so good and you have to adapt it. But I think the key is that you're not so flexible that you're changing all the time. (laughs) Yes. Because uh, otherwise it's not really a plan, is it? Because you're not sticking to it. And some days, you know, have to be tough and some days have to be hard and some days you have to battle through. Well, that is, you know, that's one of, uh, (laughs) that's definitely a pitfall right there. That if it's just a set of guidelines, when do you actually put yourself to the pin of your collar? I mean, like there is a sense that I guess when you're returning for injury the way I am and you're trying to be kind, as we talked about in the notes last week for the patrons, that extending that kindness has to have a limit, doesn't it? There has to be a point when you go, you're doing this and it's not going to feel brilliant the whole time, but the reward is at the end. Yeah, I mean, you have to get uncomfortable sometimes because when you run a race, that's the thing. You've got to get good at being uncomfortable or get comfortable being uncomfortable because yeah. you're going to get to that point in the race at some stage. You know, unless, I mean, some people might just be running to be able to go for a run and they actually don't push themselves, but they run at a level that they're well capable of. And you can do that too. Mm. But, you know, when you start... I suppose, trying to achieve target times, then there will come a point when you'll have to push yourself because you'll never prepare 100% in training at the race level. But there'll always be 10% that you don't, a little bit of the unknown that you experience in a race. And that's where the unpredictability of a race comes into it. And with other people around you, the kind of control and the, comfort zone is taken out of your hands and you have to decide okay am i going to go with this or am i going to back off okay well so let's go back to the rule of thumb right the little kind of guiding principles here so if somebody's listening to this now and they're going okay well i know how i have this amount of time i know that this is what i'm training for this is the three days on kind of side of it it can if you're not clear on your plan i think that it gets away from you very quickly let's say for example you're listening to this now and what keeps happening in terms of your plan is that you're missing the first day or a day goes awry in the past i've definitely felt a bit like oh that's everything fecked now i don't know what where i am with my plan now because i missed that day Do you need to kind of build in that side of the flexibility as well, that should Wednesday not happen because of childcare or work commitments, that you can just move that day around? I think depending on what the day is. So if it's an easy run, then you can probably just continue on with the rest of the week as planned and just leave it. Hmm. I think when you try to tick every box, then you start to get yourself behind and then you start to put some days back to back that maybe shouldn't be back to back. My gosh. So I think yeah. you should try and stick to the plan as best as you can. And then maybe even 
it might end up pushing over into the next week. Hmm. Yeah. You know, you could you could you could do that, you know, if you want to make sure that you do everything rather than trying to squeeze everything into the week. And you'd hear people, you know, going out for a second run because they missed one run. So we need to do another run here now to make sure I get it all in. But it's not always the sensible thing to do to just squeeze things in just because it's written down on paper and I need to tick the box and make sure I do this. Okay, so what's the absolute worst thing you can do in terms of making your plans on you? Because I feel like I'm getting questions, I'm getting emails from people who are flying blind on their plan, right? They're, they're going, I know I should have a plan for the week, but I wind up just going out for easy runs and then occasionally giving it a blast in the middle of an easy run. What's the cardinal sin that people tend to make on this one? I think the biggest mistake you can do is to make a plan based on where you want to be rather than where you're at Mm. so i think you have to make the plan based on your current level of fitness gotcha and your current availability of time and you know i think if you can do two sessions a week two two is two is good because it's really good to have especially for like what would you say like inexperienced runners for older runners you need more recovery and you need to be able to do the faster sessions properly so if you were to go on a tuesday and a friday then you get wednesday and thursday easy and one of them can be a longer easy run and one could be a shorter easy run and so it just gives you that amount of time to recover and i think the big thing with the recovery days that a lot of people don't get is that you can actually relax and enjoy them and you know, listen to Thomas Barr on a podcast. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, you know, you listen to him and you'll see how, you know, relaxed and he enjoys what he does. And, and that's the thing is that we all need to enjoy what we're doing. It doesn't have to be hard work all the time. And mm. even the hard sessions don't have to be, they don't have to be hard work that you actually don't enjoy doing them. You have to build up gradually to the point where you actually enjoy what you're doing and you see the progress. And I think that's the thing that's probably difficult for you at the moment is that you don't have that continuation and the flow of progressing from week to week. And I think once you get back into that, then it's a lot easier to make a plan and to stick to the plan. Yeah. When it really has some purpose. I think when you're kind of like, oh, I'm just giving it a go. I'm just going to see how I feel. I'm just testing out my leg. Then it's a bit all over the place. And it's kind of hard to be have your specific days when you're doing specific runs, um, whether they're fast or slow or uphills or long runs. I think when you have a routine like that, then the rest of your week fits in all around it. And it just becomes part of your week then. Whereas I think when you're not, when you're anyway uncertain for any reason, whether you're injured or sick, it can just throw your day all over the place and you're not so routine and regimented about when you run and you can be putting it off and then you eventually do it and you're glad you did it, but you still wish you did it before. You did it a bit more regularly and a bit more, routinely Mm. you kind of it's like there's a little fear sometimes in your head that you're not ready to commit at the regular times that that you will be when you're back running at a at a you know a proper routine with no no injuries and you're actually aiming for an event 
Well, uh, I I have a hilarious development in terms of the injury that I want to tell you about. I also have some really, really good questions in from Debbie Carrigy, Ukuko in Dingle, Emer O'Brien and Noel Carr got in touch. We're going to get to all of that in the second half of the show. If you'd like to hear the extended interview with Kira McGean, you know the way to do it. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad and sign up. But Sonia, maybe it's time for this. Tip of the week, tip of the week, tip of the week, tip of the week. Tip of the week, tip of the week. It's Sonia's tip of the week. It's the most annoying <laughs> jingle we've ever <laughs> created. <laughs> We're getting a lot of messages about the jingle, but the tips of the week are going down a storm, Sonia. What 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 has occurred to you this week that you thought you'd bring to us as your top tip this week? Well, I think I because I knew we were going to be talking about planning and making a plan. I think the tip of the week this week is to write it down. And to, I think when you write things down, and this goes back to the study plans that you were making, mm. is that you kind of print it in your brain as well, what you're actually planning to do, and you commit to it. So I think when you write something down, you, you think about what you're going to do each day and where this is going to fit into your day and how you're going to fit your run in there, um, who you're going to meet for your run. And it just becomes more of a, committed plan I think when you when you write anything down I mean you know you can be out there for a run you've all sorts of thoughts in your head and you come back and you think what was I thinking about out there but if you can write it down at all then it becomes more kind of substantial I think and it's got more to it that you're more likely to commit to it it's it, like you said this to me a while back about the writing it down and uh, Enda McNulty gave me a brilliant, uh, there's some brilliant notebooks specifically for this. Now, I'm a big stationary man in the same way as I am with the sneakers. I really uh, geek out a bit on the old stationery and he directed me towards a hardback kind of moleskin notebook that's t- it's all set up for you to record your runs, your nutrition, how it felt, what day you did it, what the weather conditions were like. I will put this in the Patreon notes because it was a game changer for me. And I still go back to that notebook. I don't know if you still if you do this regularly where you go back. And when I was trying to trace the origin of this injury was when did my shin start giving me jip? And I could pinpoint the day when I first was like, that seemed weird, that Thing. And even writing down that stuff just gave me a greater sense of ownership and also just history. You're so, you're looking back on your times going, hey, I was doing pretty, pretty good there for myself. I think it's a brilliant, brilliant tip. And uh, we'll have more, more suggestions and tips from Sonia in the Patreon notes. If you want to head over there and sign up, we're going to go to the live line in a moment. And Kira McGean is going to be there. So please stick around for that. And for now, good luck to all our iTunes and SoundCloud people until next week. Take care of yourselves. Uh, Brian Connolly is on production. Tina and Mikey make it all possible. John Marr does the extra research. And Sonia, of course, here is our coach every single week. Sonia, thanks a lot. One of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise wise. 
Imagine you know, a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's going to make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress,